0: Welcome back to another episode of Sin City Five, bringing the good, the bad, and the petty. Okay. So, this week we're talking Iran nuclear deal, school shootings, racism, childish Gambino, the new NFL rule, royal wedding, Stacey Abrams, and of course, any with petty member of the week. Y'all, I've tried to record this podcast twice, so if, if I sound like uh, I'm tired, it's just like, I'm a little bit annoyed because i told everybody, don't call me. And here goes my mama calling me. Leave me alone, i told you I'm recording. Or uh, the first time I tried to record this and it wasn't even working. Like I did a whole hour podcast and it didn't record anything. So, <sighs> but now that I got that out the way, let's get started. I have two questions of the day. The first question has to deal with, can you be woke if you were raised by a white person? And the reason I ask this is because A few episodes ago, I asked, could you be woke and date outside your race? And I had mixed answers. Some said yes. Some said hell no. Some said I don't know. So um, I want to know because, like, we... I know a lot of people who love J. Cole, but J. Cole's mom is white. But, yet, a lot of people think J. Cole's woke as fuck. Uh, A lot of people love Colin Kaepernick. He was also raised by a white family. Yes, he was adopted, but still, you know? And But then again, we shun people like Donald Glover, who is... Married to a white, well, he's not married. He's he has children. And he's dating a white woman. So, it's one is it one thing to be dating someone that's outside your race compared to if you were raised by them? Because I see a lot of people give a pass to those who were raised compared to those who date. And so, one person said that they think you can be woke and raised by a white person because it's the knowledge you choose to take in and how you choose to be that how you choose to apply that and they said that there's no way you can be pro-black and marry white the two don't mix being pan-african doesn't allow for mixture because as a true pan-african you understand the complexity of one issue which is the flight of the black household and as a race we are struggling to be a solid unit because so many factors work against us and sadly those institutions have come from the benefits of white so they're not saying that there aren't nice are where white people, but the two just don't mix. A biracial unit only benefits the white institutes. So the idea of being pro-black is to build our own communities and institutions in an effort to decrease dependency on a system that only works against us. And that was a lot right there. I had to read that a few times. But I don't know. Like, for me, I'm kind of on the fence because I would say that J. Cole is pretty woke. You know, I, I'm not even going to say pretty. I would say he's definitely woke. And he definitely talks about a lot of things that so many people don't. And he was raised by a white woman. However, I do think he did, you know, dig into his black side and dig into his culture and, you know, immerse in that culture. And that's why he's so woke compared to someone who does date a white woman. I feel like a part of them, um, it's not a part of them is taken away, but I think a part of them is so used to code switching, which is like when you have to put on your white voice, or like when you have to switch up because you're around people. So I feel like when you're around, when you're dating like that person, you have to act like like you have to assimilate closer to them than being your true self. So I do think that takes away a little bit of your wokeness. But I don't know. Like, it's hard to say. Um, we're going to talk about Childish Gambino later, but I would just love your thoughts. Like, can you be raised by a white woman and be woke, and why, if so, why do they get a pass, but we don't give those who marry white a pass? The other question I have is, describe yourself and three musicians, so a few people answered, one answered Beyonce, Madonna, and Fetty Wap, which is real, like, it's a real mixture right there, one answered Crime Mob, When is it just me, or when I hear Crime Mob, I always have to say, Crime Mob, hope, Hey, I mean, that might just be me. But anyway, so they said Cry Mob, M.O.P., and Hillsong. Another person said Bob Marley, Cole, and Craig And another person said Rochelle Farrell, Donnie Hathaway, and Jesse James. And the first two are jazz musicians, in just case you don't know. So I thought that was a good mix. For me, I don't know, I'm kind of torn because I can't pick Beyonce three times. Y'all know I live for her. But I think, honestly if we're talking about people who gravitate towards my personality, so if we're talking about my ratchet side, I would definitely think Cardi B. Because she, like, her ratchet is, like, where I gravitate to. Like, that's probably why I love her. I'd be like, okay, yes, ratchet. Like, when you be singing her songs, it'd be your whole, it'd be a whole different persona than when you be singing Cardi songs. And then I would definitely have to say uh, Rihanna. Because, like, Rihanna don't care. She don't give no fucks. She don't hold back. She do whatever she want to do and she is petty like she's petty as hell and I definitely gravitate towards that um so and I I just love her because she does so many different things like she's in everything and like no matter what like she may not even have like experience in it but she tries it and I like that I think like do I've been doing a lot of stuff outside of my you know comfort zone so I definitely see that and then I just think I mean obviously Beyonce because one like we both have this angelic voice but just two because like she's just a boss like she does everything and she puts boundaries and then she just she gets respect in everything she does and and from everyone and so i just love her but i would love to hear your thoughts on that so describe yourself in three musicians let me know you can now let me know on our facebook on my facebook page which is sin city vibes uh you can also slide in the dms on sin underscore city two underscores or leave a comment On Any of the polls I put up and you can always leave a comment under this post. So Let me know your thoughts, but let's talk about some things that's been going on a few struggles just different things Um, so y'all I got box braids This is like a big deal because I never wear braids ever Like I always thought braids were gonna look bad on me and it's so funny because my best friend was like girl You're black like, it's a rite of passage for every black girl to get bra- box braids. Like, every black girl looks bomb with box braids. And can I tell y'all, she was right. Like, I look bomb. Um, and not even just, don't know, conceited. But it just be like, okay, like, you be feeling a whole different way. And how do I best explain this? Like, if you wear weaves, you know that confidence you get with a weave? Like, you're at a 10 always when you have your weave. Like, no matter what, like, you are feeling yourself. I feel like box braids definitely give me that. They don't give me, like, that 10. They give me like that like eight and a half nine but you know i'm still cute and it'd be like you can't tell me nothing because my my braids are popping so if you're tired of doing your hair this summer i suggest get you some box braids it took me like three hours and that's because she washed it dried it and she braided so i don't even think that was bad but they're definitely been like a lifesaver because all i have to do is wake up and boop you know like i don't have to worry about doing my hair i love it what else has been going on y'all Have any of my listeners ever had a sugaring done? Okay, so let me tell you. So I wanted to get a sugaring, which is like a waxing, but you use sugar instead. And I asked so many people and a lot of people like, yeah, it doesn't hurt as much. Blah, it's going to be great. Someone suggested a place. I was like, boom, I signed up to get a Brazilian. I was going in like, boom, I'm going to do it. Right? Because it was like, if it don't hurt as much, like I was like, all right, it won't hurt as much because I, I got a Brazilian wax and it it wasn't that bad but i was just like okay like this is gonna be a piece of cake since it doesn't hurt lies 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 never listen to your friends because they are liars um sugaring hurts so with waxing all they do is you know put the little wax on and whip it off uh, rip it off like two seconds with sugaring they have to roll it over your hairs and every hair you feel like you feel that shit and then they rip your soul out like they rip this shit out it hurts so one for the guys who are listening to this and you're like what just understand when a girl tells you she's about to get wax don't get on her nerves the rest of the day because that shit is no joke and yes we do a lot for for y'all because i mean it was painful but I'm definitely happy now because now I don't have to shave for like four weeks, which is like glorious. So if you have a high uh, pain tolerance, okay, like go get it done. But if not, like y'all stick to waxing because the shit really do hurt. What else? Um, I've become one of those girls addicted to getting those monthly boxes. I just signed up for this box. It's called Brown Sugar Box. Got it for the first time. When I tell y'all, it's so cute. Um, it's by Izzy and Liv and I don't even know what to tell y'all so this year this box theme was 90s theme right so I had like a shirt it said around the way girl I had them flip up sunglasses I had this pretty young thing hat, them hoop earrings you know the gold ones yes y'all I had a little tenderoni necklace Um, I had this body butter and I had nail polish it's so so cute so I'm going to put the link in the comments so y'all can check it out. I would suggest, it, it's really hard to get on the wait list. I really don't even know how I got off, but go check it out and um and get on it because it's a really cute box. And it's even though it's a little pricey, I would say it's worth it. And another thing that I also got was a movie pass where you can like pay $10 a month and you can go see a movie every day. Because lately I've been going to see movies like all the time. I've seen Deadpool, which is actually so funny and it's... Our Deadpool tool, which is funny because I never actually saw Deadpool. But Deadpool tool is really good. And if you haven't seen it, go see it because it's it's actually funny. And um, so I signed up for the movie pass, and now I can go see a movie a month. And I'm really excited because my mom, she had it, and she loves it. Like she she sees it all the time. So I'm just waiting for my car to, to come so I could be out here seeing all these movies. And let's see, the la Oh, y'all, if you are ever in Philly in time. And when it's time for night market, go. So night market was last week, and night market is where like all the food trucks come out one Thursday in the month, and they change the neighborhood. So this, this um last Thursday it was in northeast, and it was so fun. They had like a the big jenga um, games. They had a band. Uh, they just had everything, and it's always a good time. Like when I say everybody is friendly, and if you've ever been to. Philly, that is not always true. Sometimes people can be mean. I'm not going to say everybody, but sometimes they can be mean. But everybody was really friendly, and it's just a good time. And my favorite place came out. They're called Simply Bliss, and they're alcohol-infused uh, desserts. So I had this moonshine apple pie. Oh, it was so good. I'm about to go online and order some. Y'all should, too. Um, It's really good. But if you're ever in Philly, check it out. The next one's going to be June 21st in Gayborhood. So check it out. Like, I'm telling y'all, y'all going to get your life. Especially if you're a foodie like me. Ooh, yes. But let me tell y'all. So part of the reason why I've been gone is because I've really been trying to figure out, like, what I can do to get more out of my, like, job. And I just feel like I'm in a place right now where it's, like, I need more. Because I'm at the position, like, I'm in a position where there's nothing higher. Like, I am at the top and I'm, it's been really slow, and I'm just feeling complacent, and I hate, I hate that feeling, so I've been really trying to find things that will help me, help me get more, and so I've been reading this book, and it's part of the book club that I, I'm in, and it's called I, I'm That Girl, and I suggest anybody out there who's trying to, like, really maybe do some soul searching, or just, you know, like a good read, check it out, because, like, When I say I was hooked off the first two paragraphs, got me. So it's called I'm That Girl. It's really good. Um, But yeah, I've just really been applying for jobs. And it just kind of sucks because I'm, I'm in the waiting period. You know, like I done redid my resume, redid my cover letter, did my LinkedIn over. Like I'm really out here and yet nothing. And the thing that frustrates me the most about applying for jobs is when they just have you sitting in the wind and they don't even write you back to say you're getting an interview or not it's just like okay like I can take rejection you can tell me I didn't make it but when y'all just don't have me like when y'all don't send a response at all I just has me thinking like the job is still open so I really hate that and I just hate waiting in general and I know that like a lot of times you can learn something when you do wait and go through a waiting period but I'm, I'm just not patient for that right now like I'm ready for a new job so If you are out there feeling this too, like, understand we in the same boat. Okay. Like I hate, and I really hate when you have to, um, upload your resume and then they'd be like, Oh, fill out this, 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 this. Well, you just told me to upload my resume and I did. So why do I have to fill out what I did at my last job? Like that's all in my resume. I hate that shit. Because now you have to spend another 30 minutes. You spend a whole 45 minutes on the application. And then they don't even write you back to let you know if you got the job or not or anything. So uh, you can hear the frustration in my voice. That's how annoyed I am with this whole job process. So hopefully something will happen. Um, just good vibes out there. I think I'll find something soon. Hopefully I'm trying to be positive. But yes let's get into the bad because a lot of stuff has been going on like some of this stuff may be a little bit old to y'all but i know that a lot of people haven't heard about it so that's why i'm going to be talking about it so the first thing i want to talk about is how trump withdrew the u.s from the iran nuclear deal and so pretty much that was a deal between iran china france russia the uk the u.s and germany and it said The deal limited the Iranian program to reassure the rest of the world that it would be unable to uh, develop nuclear weapons in return for sanctions relief. So in a nutshell, it's a bargain that says, Iran, you can't build any nuclear stuff and we will relieve some of the sanctions we have put on you. And so everyone signed this. It was all good. Well, um, Trump. As one of his campaign promises was like, oh, I'm going to withdraw the U.S., I'm going to undo it. And, you know, part of me thinks, obviously, I think a lot of stuff he does is to undermine what Obama did. So this is one of the big things in Obama's presidency. So obviously, Trump was really pushing hard to do this. So he decides to withdraw the U.S. from the deal. And now the Trump administration says they're going to restore all sanctions on Iran that was suspended under the deal. And that's a broad range of penalties that target the Iran's industry, di- um, the energy industry, the financial institutions, the industrial sectors. Um, it's an ability to ensure domestic businesses and its access to the U.S. dollars and commodities. So the Treasury Department says that the sanctions going to place immediately. So that means that if you are a new business trying to start um, a transaction with Iran. Then you're subject to the sanctions. So beware. They're like the US ain't playing with you pretty much. So that's one thing. So even though the US pulled out the other allies, they're still like, oh no, no, we don't agree with what Trump did. Like um Iran stay stay um with the deal, like continue with it. Like France, Germany, and the UK, they're like, no, that that's him, that's him. Let's just preserve the agreement and continue on. And as of right now, Iran has like, okay, I'm going to stay with the deal. But truth be told, since the U.S. broke it, Iran can be like, I, right, you know, you want to break deals. I'm going to go back to building nuclear bombs and all this stuff. And that's very scary because now that puts us in a position where we may end up having to go to war over this. And obviously, like, that's not something that we want to do. Like, that's not – we don't want to go to war over this. And so what I'm trying to understand is, like, why would you – Do pull out of this deal when you have when it was already set in stone and like your allies in this deal all said like no don't do this and a part of it I think I was reading is they definitely wanted to do this because like this month um he met with Kim Jong from North Korea and he wanted to show that like like what it was saying is they undid the deal and had the sanctions he wanted to show North Korea like we want you to do the same. And we want to put sanctions on you and all this stuff. So I don't think it's going to play out in Trump's favor. As always, I don't think he really thought this through. But, you know, we will see. I'm praying that this does not lead to a war because, you know, that's not something that I think anybody really wants to happen. But I will keep you guys informed. But let's move on. Another day, another shooting. And as always, we repeat the cycle of labeling the shooter with mental illness. We cry, we send our condolences, we pray, and then we move on because no real change is happening. And it sucks because not everybody is mentally ill. And I hate that they put this on all the shooters. Like every shooter that has happened, i.e. all the white shooters, I always call mentally ill. But if it was someone who was Muslim, if it was someone who was Latino or someone who was black, I'm pretty sure they would call us terrorists. But, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty 100% positive. But because it is a white person doing the shootings, they get labeled with mental illness. And I, I kind of think that's tacky because there are people who really do suffer mental illness. And that takes away from them, you know, it kind of downplays what they have. And they really have to fight and battle every day to um and they do they struggle a lot and I think that kind of diminishes what they have so I don't like that title when they say that because no these people aren't mentally ill they chose to do this like this is a choice they're doing and you guys don't want to call them for what they are so but since the last episode six school shootings have happened and only one of them um gets big media attention which is the Santa Fe shooting But just so y'all are in the loop, the day after Santa Fe in Georgia, there was a night graduation going on in a high school, and a shooting took place. And for some reason, I don't know if if enough people weren't killed, and I hate to say that, or, um, you know, enough people weren't injured. It didn't get media attention. Like, I read this off maybe baller alert, or I read it off a gossip site. So gossip sites actually report more on the news than actual news sites. And it's just like, what? Like, what's going on? They should have got the attention, too. But before that happened, there was a Santa Fe one in Texas where they killed 10 people. Then there was this uh, New York shooting, the Missouri shooting, and the California shooting, and the Florida shooting. So a lot of that, and I don't even think um, the New York, Missouri, California, and Florida one went um, public. Because a lot of people were surprised when they were talking about, oh, this is the 23rd shooting and we're only in May. And I know that's hard to say, but, y'all, it's been 23 shootings, and we're just now in May. And maybe since school is going to be out, the shootings will die down. But I don't know if that's going to push these people to do a different type of mass shooting. Like, okay, well, school's out. Where else can I get um, attention or where else can I get a big crowd? So that's kind of a worry that I have as summer approaches. But as always, the question remains the same. What will be done to solve this? I mean, are we not tired of this? Like, seriously. Is it not getting old? The mass school shootings are becoming our norm. And it's sad. Like, it's sad that kids today have to, like, really be in fear of going to school and not knowing if they're going to return. Like, it's their norm to them. And I just, I... I don't even think I would want to go to school anymore just to know that, okay, today may be the day. And I mean, I know you shouldn't think like that, but it's always a possibility that, oh, you know, maybe someone's going to come in today. And it's scary because they're saying, I think they say like once a week now, like that's the average. On average, once a week, there is a school shooting. So that's surprising. But nothing's changing And there's more and more school shootings occurring. And the crazy thing to me is that the new NRA president had the nerve to blame Ritalin. Ritalin, That's not Ritalin. Blame Ritalin for for this. He said that a lot of people see on movies how shooters are drugged up, and he said that the ADHD medications like Ritalin are causing um, causing these shootings. But it's like, bruh these really been around since like the 50s 60s forever and it the school shootings weren't as big as they are now like that is void like i'm sorry that doesn't even make sense another person said that they believe that the that the media is at fault because they oversaturate coverage for these events which create these monsters but really though is is it the media's fault i mean a lot of stories actually go unreported and yet they're still happening. So I don't even know if that makes sense. I mean, I do think that media plays a role. I'm not going to take them out of it because I know one of the shooters, I think one of the Parkland shooters said that um, he knew that he would get more attention if he did a school shooting because he was um, reading up on different mass shootings. So he knew school shootings would get a bigger attention. So that kind of scares me. I do think a media plays a role in it. But however, I also think that we can't put all the blame on the media. I think gun laws need to be changed. I mean, I don't know if you know, but gun-related deaths are the third leading cause of death for American children. The third leading cause for American children. It shouldn't even be top five, let alone top ten, if we're going to be honest. It should not be that high. But yet it is, and yet time after time, gun sales go up, but yet no change is happening and student kids are still getting killed weekly at this point so i think we need to look at gun laws our gun control laws i think we need to look at what's happening at the home because some parents aren't even involved in their children's life like the children's with them but they don't know what's going on and i think that we need to also put an emphasis on that like we need to you need to be be involved you need to know what's going on you need to maybe help that you know, if your child's a bully, like, maybe they're learning those ways from you. Or if your child child's being bullied, maybe you can talk to them. And I also think we need more counselors in school, to be honest. I mean, I know some schools have one counselor for every uh, 100 students or 200 students. And it's just like, how should that, how can that student feel heard when um, their counselor's too busy to talk to them? So I think that can also play a role in maybe decreasing this. But I mean, I I what I do know is Things need to change and they haven't. And the next thing that's going to happen is going to be someone that we know is really going to hit home. And at that point, when does it change? Like, in my heart of heart, I don't think it's going to change until it happens to a politician, until it happens to someone in power. You know, when it's their child, then it will change. But since it's just everybody else, since it's just us, regular folks, kids dying, it doesn't mean anything to them. But for my listeners, where can we start and how can we help? Let me know your thoughts on that. Not only is school shootings happening, right privilege is at an all-time high. And people, they're getting bold. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I, I, I have white listeners, I do. And so I'm not saying that all white people play into their privilege. All white people do have privilege. They do know this, but not all pe- all white people play into it. However, I do think that white people are getting real bold out here, and it's crazy. And I, I just want to know, are y'all tired? Because we can't go a day without hearing stories about cops being called on black people, or border patrol being called on Latinos. I mean, are you tired of being a racist? Like... Are you tired of just trying to let people live in peace? Because honestly, we're just trying to live our lives. We, we really don't be trying to bother y'all. And then here y'all go using your white privilege, calling the cops on us. And we did nothing wrong. Like, it's getting out of hand. And it's happening more and more every day. Let's talk about some examples. So, Border Patrol was called the other day on two American citizens, um, citizens who went to the store to get some milk. They were speaking Spanish. The patrol had the nerve to say, uh, "People around here don't speak that," so I thought it was suspicious. This baffles me because Spanish is the second leading, lang- second most learned language in America. So you have English, and then you have Spanish. Like a lot of people fluently speak Spanish in America who are American citizens, but yet Border Patrol is that they, is that they door harassing them. But that's not enough. Um, we have lawyers. For example, Aaron Slosberg, who told two Spanish-speaking workers at a restaurant in New York City that he would call ice on them um, because they were speaking Spanish and they should learn to speak English in America, which is interesting because once again, um, when I was in middle school, the only two languages that I had a choice to learn from was French or Spanish, but yet now I'm being told I can't even speak Spanish, that's wild. Um, so why did I have to go through two years of Spanish in middle school, three years of Spanish in high school, had to do a few years of Spanish in college, but yet um now I can't speak Spanish because this is America and we shouldn't speak Spanish. But yet we're only really taught we have to choose between two languages to pick from um when we're in middle school besides English. Alright. That's crazy. But if that's not enough, white privilege is still at all time high. Um There was a black student. I believe she was at Yale. Her white counterpart didn't like that she fell asleep by accident in the common area. You know, the area where you watch TV, you do homework. Sometimes you you do study breaks. You stay up real late because you've been studying. You might fall asleep. But, you know, you're a student of the school. And here you go having to explain to cops that you go there because you're white uh, another white student was like, oh, they, they can't go here, but yet you have a key. So not only do you have to open your room door, you have to show your ID. And it's just like, I had to do all this to appease my white counterpart. But yet she get to sit there and keep key it on up while I'm being harassed. But no, that's not all folks. There is more. Uh, what about, you know, I think everybody's seen this, the emphasis, me- the infamous meme of the lady calling the cops on the black guys who are trying to barbecue in peace. Um, she felt it was their duty to inform them that they couldn't barbecue in that area, even though the sign clearly says this area is for barbecuing. And so she called the cops. But once again, you know, black people were just trying to mind their business. They were trying to barbecue, not bother anyone. And the cops get called on them for doing the right thing. Um, but yet racism still doesn't get old because then we have a realtor in Memphis who was trying to do a walkthrough have permission by the person that they're they' selling the house that they can be there while they're gone their neighbor called the cop um, actually harassed them there's a video of it was like you you don't deserve to be here you don't you don't fit in this neighborhood the realtor was like I have permission I'm a realtor this is my sign out in the yard lady still called the cops and it was like they don't belong in this neighborhood so my question is do y'all get tired of bothering us when we're trying to just secure our bag uh when we're trying to get some milk when we're just trying to study and we accidentally fall asleep because we were so tired do you get tired of being on our ass or not like it's getting real old because you guys get away with it because of your white privilege but you don't realize that you're putting us in dangerous situations like Cops barely like us, to be honest. Like we know what the cop on crime is with minorities. And yet here you are calling the cops on us for doing absolutely nothing, for trying to barbecue in a place that we can, for trying to do our job, for trying to be a good student. And yet here you are being a racist. And it's just like, are you tired of being a racist? I just, I would really like to know this. Are, for my listeners, because I doubt someone's really going to answer that are these incidents more prevalent now because the administration we have in office is it more prevalent now because of social media and everybody's recording it like just let me know what's going on because it's just like every day I felt like every day for the past two weeks I've been hearing more and more stories by this and it's just it's getting out of hand because people just want to live their normal life like I just want to go to the store and get some milk okay if I'm speaking Spanish okay, I learned it. I took all these classes in it. So why can't I speak it? I mean, really, to be honest, jobs these days, I actually like for people to be fluent in English and Spanish, but yet people call it cops. No, they don't even call it cops. They call it border patrol to get you uh, deported. So let me know. Are y'all tired of these stories, too, or is it just me? Because I'm, I'm tired of hearing them. Like, I just want people to be able to live their life, and they can't because other people feel the need to be in their business and report them for just doing nothing, minding their business. But let's get on to a sad story. Um, let's talk about this lynching that took place in Oklahoma. Y'all, this, this story really just, it's upsetting because it's not getting any coverage. I can't even tell you how I read about this I think you know I read a lot of stuff um in my downtime so I'm on like a lot of news outlets both social media and like regular news I watch news and this wasn't on the news I saw this online and then I saw one of my followers because it's only one other person who reported this and I thought it was interesting so there was a lynching and I know when people hear lynching they think of people being hung but that's not always the case like when you look at the word lynching, it means the premeditated extrajudicial killing by a group. And so this story is a, it's a little bit, it's not too old, but it's its old. But it's still fresh because it is happening. And I just want to talk about it because I think people need to hear it And I also think people didn't know it was happening. And although racism is still alive very well when we see it, It's very sad and disgusting that things like this are happening. And so I'm really sad because when I heard the story, it made me think of Emmett Till. And like when you think about that story, it's a very sad story, especially now that the lady came out and, you know, said that it didn't happen. And, you know, Emmett, he was beat to nearly death, had his eyes gouged out. He was shot in the head. And then his body was tied to a cotton gin fan that with Bob Ryer and threw in the river. So when you think about how poorly he was treated and and the the horror of, you know, everything that happened to him, when you see the pictures of him, um, it really breaks your heart. So to think that something similar like that happened in twenty eighteen It's really tragic. It's very sad. And it's kind of like I'm a loss for words because when are we going to do better? And when will this shit stop happening? So in Oklahoma, there were two young men, um, one named Alice Alice, and one named Jerron. They were meeting up to sell a gun to two men. They put this ad on Craigslist. Um, they They were selling a gun. Um... The two men decided to shoot them, take them back to their mother's house. And with the help of their mother's boyfriend, they dismembered both the black men's body. And then they dumped the weighted remains um, in a body of water. So the victims here were uh, were black and the killers were white. I don't think that's a surprise, to be honest. Um, I think it should be... uh uh, disheartening to hear this that this is really like a modern day Emmett Till um and what what would you say was the reason this needed to happen you guys wanted a gun and they bought you the gun I mean should they have done it like that that's not for us to decide but they really didn't do anything wrong for them to be thrown away and treated like this And I think what really hurts my heart is that it didn't get any coverage. Like, no one knew what was happening. I think it took a few days, actually, for them to even be found because their families reported them missing, and they didn't take it serious. And then um, they went searching for them. So it breaks my heart that these two families didn't know where their kids were. It also breaks my heart that they had to find their sons like this. And so... That's a pain that they have to deal with every day just to think that this is how their sons were treated. They were treated piss poor. And it's, it's very disgusting. But what makes me mad is that in 2018, we have people saying that racism isn't a big deal. And only got big because of social media. Or we have fools saying that slavery was a choice. But yet here we are having lynchings still happening. So I would really appreciate for someone to help it make sense because it's not. And what's worse is that it went under the radar that we have people caring about the hottest lipstick over people caring about getting lynched and no one and no 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 consequences. I mean like yes, now they have been charged and booked, but why did it take so long? And why why did the news not care enough to talk about this? Like our black men deserve to be talked about because if this were if these were white men Oh, you can believe they would have dug up dirt on the killers. They would have dug dirt up and painted them as monster. But these killers, they get away. They get to go be in jail silently. No one's going to know about this. So I ask you guys to take the time to read about these lynch, this lynching in Oklahoma. Tell somebody else about it. Let Help someone be informed because this is still happening. You need to be aware of what's going on because it can really happen to anyone. And I just want you guys to be smart out here. Like, it's a different time. Like, we thought that it wasn't as bad as it used to be, but it still is. And it's very sad. And it's so crazy because this, this brings you to my next topic that a lot of this bad stuff that's happening was reflected in the Childish Gambino video, This Is America. I hope you've all seen it. Um, If you haven't, YouTube, social media, everywhere has it. Get informed, get involved, get aware of what's going on. Like this video definitely is deep and it tells you what's going on. It references the mass shooting. It references the black man being shot while guns are being handled with care. People recording on their phones while everything is happening. Kids following Childers Gambino's every move in the video and ignoring all that is going on around them. Um, even how hip hop is unaffected by everything going on. Um, he showcases all the hottest dances and uses taglines from some rappers out. And it's true, like there there aren't too many rappers that are talking about things that are happening to us. They're talking about drugs and money. Like, okay, that what? No, we need to be talking about our killings, our lynchings. Like that's the shit. Like like we have people like Kanye, who pff, I don't even know what happened to him. I don't know if he's trolling us or if he's really, really in this sunken place where he does, where he's so disconnected that he doesn't see um, what's happening to his culture. But it's disgusting. He needs to wake up and get out of it because these things are happening right now, today, and more wor- more awareness needs to um, be out there. But Donner Glover, he's left it up to us to to this, pick this video. And to, you know, use our imagination, not really our imagination, just to, I guess it's really a conversation starter because I've definitely had some deep conversations about it to see where people, um, what they thought about it and how it made them feel and what it represented for them. People mentioned how one of the poses represented the Jim Crow, um, reference, like not a lot of people got that, but you know, um, they referenced that, but the best thing that I read that I really think that this video that really nailed the message in this video is how this video shows that American fabric is selling distractions and superficial livelihoods while in reality avoiding gross systematic issues that we ignore because it's easier to live a lie than to confront the truth. And I think right there, there's so much truth in that. It's easy to be on Instagram living this life. Like everyone does it. Everyone fakes like they're living this life. And then we ignore what's going on around us. We ignore that people need help, that people are dying for no reason, that innocent children are dying. Yet no no, no action is being taken. We just have to send a little Instagram message saying we pray, but no real work is happening. And it's tiring and it's disgusting. And I'm glad that this... This video did represent that. I'm glad that it represented the black man getting shot because, you know, people don't really care about that. They really don't. I mean, if you think they don't care about kids, they don't care about innocent black men getting shot. That's the last of their worry. So I think everybody needs to be aware. And I think everybody should see this video because it's definitely a good conversation. And, you know, you should talk to everybody about it. Get their different perspectives because one person may think something and someone else may have caught something else. So I think it's definitely a good piece. One thing that really kind of pissed me off is that a person, I don't know if she's a comedian or not, and I don't even know her name because I don't want to even give her a shine like that. She made a, she pretty much did a white version of it to talk about things that are happening to women. And it's just like, this wasn't the case for that. Like, don't steal this concept. Be creative and do something else and do get your own message out. Like, don't use this because this message was something great for us and something we needed. And I just feel like she low-key disrespected that. So um but what I really want to know for my listeners is like I was saying before some of the backlash about uh Danny Glover is that he is um dating a white woman he has kids with white women and a lot of people said that like yeah this is a great video but he doesn't really talk the talk he doesn't really feel this woke because he made this video but yeah here he is going home to a white woman so I want to know does that change your thoughts on it you think that um takes away from the symbolism behind the video or are those two separate things Let me know your thoughts, because I'm really interested in hearing that. But let's move on to some positive news, some different things. I mean, not everything is positive, because this next topic is not really positive. But things after that, like, they will be. So let's talk about sports. This shouldn't be no surprise, but there's no such thing as free speech when it comes to the NFL. The owners rule the league, and you either obey or you pay the fine. Those are your two options. You obey your owner, your master. Or you pay the fine. And today the NFL owners believe they reached a compromise in the decisions of protesting for the players. And by no surprise, they said stand or be fine. Those are your options. Well, actually, here's the issue. They forced players to, they said you can stay in the locker room if you want, but if you're on the field, you're going to stand. There is no kneeling. And if you do, you're going to be fine. And it's just like, why force the players to stay in the locker room and take away their voice, their free speech? Like, what is wrong with kneeling? I mean, th- this is America, the land of the free. So we have the right to have our free speech. We have the right to protest without harming others. But yet now you're saying, no, you can protest, but you can't be seen. You need to go be in the back, you need to go hide. But. When you're out here, you're gonna abide by my rules, boy, and you're gonna play by my plays, boy, and make me money and make me get rich, and you're gonna hide. Because if you don't, then I'm going to find you and take away from you. And it's just like it's it's very disgusting. It gives me a lot of master slave references. I may be reading too deep into it, but you know, I just I I just don't like that because I think that's why a lot of people love America, is because they feel like it's the land of the free, but we all know that it's really not. It's free to some, but to others, it's not. And to the owners, we all know it's a, it's a gang of white men. There's no black owners. And the football league is 70% black. So, you know, the your white owner is going to tell you what to do. And so with that, I just feel like who... who this, I just feel like you're going to tell me I have to stand for a country that doesn't even stand for me like if you actually listen to all the whole anthem that anthem ain't for me it disrespects me it disrespects those in this league but yet you're gonna make me stand like instead you you should be happy that i'm using my voice like like owners love when people like like are not even owners like people love when they hear stories oh the football player uh used all his checks to play for victims but yet we don't love them when they stand up for their rights. We should support them. Like we should want them to stand up for something instead of out here beating women. Like a lot of them do. We shouldn't want that, but yeah, we still support them and let them play in the league. But yeah, it's okay for them to do something peaceful and not harmful to others. But yeah, as it but they have to be in the back to do that. Like that's what kills me. Like a lot of players, they get charged with domestic violence. And yet it's okay, like they come back, but yet something so peaceful like this, like just kneeling, just having their own little thing, they have to hide. And I just I just think that's disgusting. I think it's like forcing your players to honor a country that doesn't honor them. It's laughable. And I'm sure that we're going to see more players out on the field because it, they feel like this is a win for them a little bit. I think it's some people's head that it is, but we all know that it's not. But I also think this brings a question: like, if that's the case, if they can peacefully be in the back and then still play, is Ka- is Kaepernick gonna come back if he gets to be in the back? Like, are we gonna allow him back? Because I think that was a big deal. So I I, I want to know y'all thoughts. Like, do y'all feel this rule is stupid? Do you feel this? Does anyone else get like master sl- like like slavery? references are from this vibe or maybe i'm reading too deep into this do you think kaepernick is going to ever return to the nfl or is he done like no um i definitely think he helped push this forward but i just feel like this isn't a win for anybody but the owners so let me know your thoughts But let's move on to some real positive stuff let's talk about playoffs y'all it's good okay so both the western uh finals uh, uh, conference finals and the eastern conference finals are tied it's 2-2 so tonight's game five of the Cavs and Celtics uh let me know who y'all think I'm going for the Cavs and then I believe tomorrow's the uh Rockets in Houston I'm really pulling for the Rockets I like Chris Paul for some reason people don't but I like him and I want him to win I mean I don't want him to win the finals you know what I'm saying but I want him to get to the finals In my heart of heart, I would really like to see the uh, Rockets go to the finals. I don't know if it's going to be true, but I would like to see it. As for the other games, I think we all know who I want to win, but I don't want to say it out loud because I feel like I'm going to jinx it. So I'm not going to say it out loud. Just be on the same page as me and know that that's who I want to get there. Um, These games should be wrapping up soon, so I'll come back and talk about that. But let me know who y'all think is taking it tonight, Cavs or Celtics. And if you, if the Cavs do win, do you think they'll also take it in game six? If the Celtics win, do you think they'll take it in game six? Also, I want to shout out to the Cavs. They play tonight. I hope y'all win. I hope y'all advance. I think that will be real big for D.C. Like, I really think everybody's pulling for the Cavs because I feel like they get so close every year and then they just never get there. And now they're like there. They can taste it. So come on, Cavs, pull this out out and i know you're probably thinking girl you watch hockey not one bit like sometimes i watch the previews or like the playbacks but like i like hockey because they be letting them fight like that's the best part about it they let them fight so i like that but i don't really watch it like that but i do support the caps so shout out to them let's talk about royal wedding because i know y'all are tired of it it was everything like it was everywhere on friday you couldn't Get on instagram without seeing it you couldn't get on the news without seeing it which is crazy because we got people dying um being lynched and that's getting nowhere you had the two shootings the night before and as always people cry say their prayers and then they moved on to the next thing which was the royal wedding which you know to be honest it really doesn't affect any of us over here because they ain't our prince and princess you know what i'm saying like half of us barely like who we have in office now so why are we so pressed over some um the prince and princess over there. But since it was the hottest thing on the t- uh hottest thing on the scene this weekend, let's get into it. Did you guys like Megan's dress? I didn't. I thought it was boring. Um compared to Kate. I thought Kate's dress was a little bit more like like cute. It was it it was more like it gave me a little bit of a better vibe. Like Megan's was boring, like her train was nice, but I just got boring vibes, and I get like you have to be really strict. Like, they have strict rules put upon them. But it's just like, girl, you could have gave us a little sum, sis. Like, a little sum. And you wasn't giving me nothing. And your, your makeup, it was just... Like, her makeup cost, like, $18,000. And it looked like she didn't have no makeup on. Like, I, I don't know. I can't. But was y'all feeling her dress? Because I wasn't. Um, uh, Let's see what else. I loved everything about Megan's mother. Yes, with the locks, with the nose ring. I loved her the color, like I thought the color suited her very well. I think her mom represented and I liked it. Um, I love the black choir singing, stand by me. I'm still on the fence about the black pastor. Like I just thought he was doing too much. And I know a lot of black pastors, they be doing too much. So it fits in, but I just, I am not kind of that. like, nah, I, I don't know. I, I kind of wasn't really feeling him, but everybody else was. I'm surprised. So these are the questions that I want to know. Do y'all think Megan represented For the culture. Because a lot of people was like, yeah, she came through. She has a black violinist. She has a choir. She has a pastor. Yes. And then some people are out here saying she's not even really black. So here are my two questions. Did she represent for the black culture? And do you think Megan is black? Like Megan's mom is full black. We saw that. Uh, Megan is mixed. She identifies as biracial. A lot of people say that they don't consider her black because she's, you know, she identifies as biracial. She doesn't identify as black. She doesn't, um she's very light skinned, so are very fair skinned, so they don't really consider her that. But to you, is this the first black princess or no? And I mean I don't want to hear anybody talk about I don't really care. Okay, that you know, don't care. But for those who do follow this, is is Megan considered black and then she represent for the culture? Let me know. But let's move on to some positive black girl magic. Shout out to Stacey Abrams. If you don't know her, you need to know her, okay? Um, Georgia Democrats Democrat selected the first black woman to be a major party nominee for the governor in the United States. Let's hear for her. When I say we are out here breaking barriers, y'all, like in 2016, we got our first black woman senator in California. That's Kamala Harris. And now we have Miss Stacey. And when I say... If Stacey wins in November, y'all, she will be the first black woman governor in U.S. history ever. When I say black girl magic at its finest, let's go. So for all my Georgia voters, like really get out there. Like see what she's about. Read about her. Be informed. Like don't just vote because, you know, she's black. Like I know a lot of people did that with Obama and then, you know, there's mixed views on that. But really see what she's about because, um... I want, I want to see her win. I want to see her, you know, make history. I want her. See, I want to see her do good, and I hope she is. So um, I'm rooting for her. I'm cheering for her. And for y'all, like, pay attention to the votes in November. They do count, and we'll see if history will be made. Let's move on to the best part of the show, which is Petty Member of the Week. This week, Petty Member goes to the GoFund that helped throw the Latin-themed party outside the home of the— racist uh lawyer aaron sloshberg the one who told those spanish-speaking workers that he'll call ice on them well you know baby (laughs) people don't take lightly to that actually people are so petty that they made a gofundme to have a mariachi band uh set up outside his house while everybody had tacos and played um spanish language songs so when i say this is a whole different level type of petty like i'm saying there were over a hundred pot- protesters. They were out there eating their tacos, speaking Spanish, had songs in Spanish. Like when I said it was Latin themed all over, baby. I was, I, he was probably in his house going crazy. Like, and that's what you get for saying stupid shit and being a racist and thinking it's okay. We're not gonna let this happen anymore. So quit playing with us. So shout out to y'all because y'all was just the right amount of petty. I loved it. And before I go, I have to shout out to all the graduates out there. I have a cousin. She just graduated from Maryland this weekend. So shout out to you, Erin. I also have another cousin. She's graduating from high school, Amber. And she just won prom queen. So congrats. Um, But to all the college graduates, congratulations. And to the high school graduates, congratulations. Like college is going to be so fun. Um, But to my college graduates, just know that adulthood is hard. Like... This is not college, you know, you don't get to go on vacations and spring break all the time because some jobs don't even give you vacation. Like you have to earn that. You don't get to start with it. So it's definitely a wake up call. If you don't have a job right now, enjoy it. You know, like the job finding process is hard, but still enjoy your time off because when you do get in the work field, it can sometimes be a bitch. Like I'm not even going to sugarcoat it for you. So enjoy your time right now and, and just live in that moment and enjoy graduation, because baby, adulthood is not fun, like, you have your pros and cons, but I, I, do I miss college? Yes, do I miss being carefree? Hell yeah, so, shout out to you guys, um, I know I've talked your heads off, I've said a lot of stuff, I really want you guys to look into Stacey Abrams, just, you know, read up about her, I really want you guys to share this podcast so people can hear about the lynching, like, that's really important to me, even if you don't share this, just tell a friend, Um, Also, for those who want to join the book club, we just started I'm That Girl, so look into it. It's a really good book, and let me know your thoughts. As always, I appreciate you guys for listening. Please continue to listen. Subscribe on iTunes, um, Google Play Music, and SoundCloud, and uh, share the podcast. I hope you guys enjoy the weekend. It's going to be good weather. It's a three-day weekend, so enjoy. Uh, that, no Monday, so that will be fun. And I will see you guys next time. Bye!